Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, there's a prayer that's especially precious to priests, religious, and all those who pray the Liturgy of the Hours on a regular basis. Old-timers might remember the, the phrase, to pray the office. That's what I'm talking about here. This prayer is called the Benedictus. That's from its first word in Latin. In English, we call it the Canticle of Zechariah. You can find it in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. It's a speech given by Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist, as he holds the newborn John the Baptist in his arms. And just after his tongue has been loosened, remember he was struck dumb after he saw the angel in the temple. The moment his tongue is loosened, he sings this canticle. Well, I thought it would be appropriate to reflect on it today because this Sunday we celebrate the feast of the nativity of John the Baptist, the birth of the last great prophet. Well, here we have now his own father singing a canticle, singing a hymn on the occasion of John's birth. Now, what's so wonderful about it, and the reason why it figures so prominently in the office, we pray it every morning, is that it sums up beautifully the history of salvation. It puts into the widest possible context the meaning of John and the meaning of Jesus. So I thought for this feast day, I would reflect a bit on the canticle of Zechariah. Here's how it begins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. The God of Israel. That's very important. It's not any old God that we worship. We worship the God who chose Israel as his people. The God who speaks definitively through this people, Israel. Now it's true, God is the God of the cosmos, He's the God of all the nations, true, but, but, He's chosen Israel. And in their history, in their story, in their successes and failures, in their prophets, in their ups and downs, in all that happened to them, somehow the Word of God is definitively spoken to us. That's the God we focus on. What does Zechariah say? He says, Blessed be this Lord, God of Israel. Christians, the first move in all prayer is to bless the name of the Lord. Before we ask for anything, we bless God. You hear that, by the way, a version of it at every Mass. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread to offer. 
You hear it too in the great prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Blessed be your name. Does God need our blessing? No, God needs nothing. But when we bless God, it redounds to our benefit. It's a way of saying, Lord, you are the highest, central, and most important reality in my life. So that's how Zechariah begins. He blesses the true God, who is the God of Israel. The prayer goes on. He has come to His people and set them free. That's what Zechariah saw, what he intuited, what he prophesied. That God will set His people free. This is always what the biblical God wants. Notice please, the central act in the Old Testament is an act of liberation. God freeing His people from slavery. Christ is a liberator. Christ is someone who frees us from sin and death. We sinners are trapped. We're enslaved by our pride, our envy, our anger, our appetites, our greed, our lust. All these things wrap us up like chains. They bind us and keep us from being the people God wants us to be. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to His people and set them free. Our religion is a religion of liberation. How's the God of Israel going to do this? Go back to Zechariah now. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of His servant David. This freedom will be wrought through the instrumentation of a mighty Savior. We should read this now against the background of Israel's long history of struggle against its enemies. Great warriors were raised up by God to do battle on behalf of Israel. What Zechariah is saying here is, a great warrior has come. Born of the house of Israel's greatest soldier, King David. God promised the Old Testament that He would raise up a descendant of David and He would reign eternally on the throne of Israel. A victor a conqueror, a warrior who would affect the freedom of his people Israel. That's what Zechariah sees. That's what he prophesies in Jesus. He goes on. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, You know, a central dilemma of Israel is signaled here. Okay, we're God's chosen people. We're the means by which God is going to bring His salvation to the whole world. We are meant to be the light of the nations. Mount Zion will be the gathering place of the whole world. Well then, how come we keep getting overrun by enemies? We were enslaved by the Egyptians. We had to fight like mad to take possession of the promised land. Then we were harassed by the Philistines and many others. Then we were overrun by the Assyrians and by the Babylonians and by the Persians and by the Greeks and by the Romans. Why are we beset by so many enemies? 
The answer that came from prophet after prophet? Because you've been unfaithful. Because Israel was not faithful to God's covenant. And therefore, the prophets also who accused Israel began to hope, began to long for some great figure who would be the faithful Israelite. This one would defeat the enemies of Israel. This one would become the gathering place of this nation and would draw to Israel the nations of the world. So again, listen to Zechariah. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He would do it through this Messiah. He would do it through this faithful Israelite. He goes on. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Oh, there's that central word covenant that indispensable concept covenant god makes covenants with noah abraham moses and david what is a covenant but a blood brotherhood a sacred bond a mutual pledge of life i will be your god and you will be my people a basic motif of the old testament is that God never forgets His covenant. Could a mother forget her child? Even if she forgets, I will never forget you. However, a basic motif of the Old Testament is that Israel consistently forgets the covenant. And therefore it longs and suffers He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant. God will one day, all the prophets said, God will one day fulfill the covenant by raising up this faithful Israelite, this Messiah. One day in Him, divinity and humanity would meet. Divine love and human obedience would cohere. And in this great act, the divine mercy would flow into the world. Zechariah goes on. Free to worship Him without fear, holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Ah, there's so much packed into that little phrase. What will happen through this warrior? What will happen through this mighty Messiah? Worship. Right worship is the key to right living. When you worship the one God above all things, then the rest of your life falls into order around that central act. Right worship is therefore the formula for joy. When God is worshipped alone, above money, pleasure, power, fame, everything else, then holiness and righteousness obtain. Free to worship Him without fear. Holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Holy, it means whole. It means integral. It means connected. 
It means one. And righteous, that means justified, set right, rightly ordered. These are the attributes that will flow from the Messiah. Then Zechariah looks at the child in his arms, his own son, John, and he says this, You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. There's that word, Nabi in Hebrew, prophet. Spokesman for God. All the prophets of Israel. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Joel, Hosea, all the rest. They looked to the same thing that Zechariah looks toward. The fulfillment of the covenant. The conquest of Israel's enemies. The establishment of right worship. The arrival of the Messiah. They all look to the same point. And what Zechariah is saying to this little infant in his arms, You, John, my son, will be the last of these prophets. You will be the one who points to the Messiah at the long end of this process you will point and indeed that's what John does I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord and then when he baptizes Jesus he says he must increase and I must decrease here's how the canticle ends in the tender compassion of our God the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's what the Messiah means. He's the expression of the tender compassion of our God. And in Him, we find the way to peace. Reread the Canticle of Zechariah sometime today. Read it around the table with your family. One of the great prayers in our tradition. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor, here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708 708- 449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. 100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.